This is Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. Cross Hope is broadcast daily and shares five minutes of hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Our companion website is www.crosshope.org. Now with today's uplifting message, here's Randy. Well, I listen to the same minister for over 30 years on the radio every Sunday. I mean virtually every Sunday. Annie can tell you that I just didn't miss miss him. If we were in another city, I kept a schedule of what radio stations he was on and whatever city we were in. And Ben Hayden from Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, I listened to him virtually every Sunday. You say, what stories can you remember that he told? I can only remember a handful even though I listened to him every week and he blessed me week after week. And here's one that I remember. He told of a study that was done in England with newborn babies and the mothers of newborn babies. And he said that in this study done in England, that I don't know if it's been confirmed by other studies or debunked, it doesn't matter, but I want to tell you what the study said that most mothers within hours of giving birth were able to recognize the cry of their own baby down the hall. That's my baby. That's my child. That's my little boy. That's my little girl that's crying. And what a powerful story. You don't have to be a Bible scholar or a medical scholar to appreciate the power of that story. And here's the message I'm going to give you in one sentence right at the beginning today. The God who hears you, who listens to you, who recognizes your voice, wants you to listen to Him. That's the message today. The God who listens to you wants you to listen to Him. It is about listening that we talk today, about listening to the Lord speak to you. Get this. How does He speak to you? I'll give it right at the top. Number one, He speaks through His Word. There's something you read in the Bible that convicts your spirit. I've got an announcement to make. God just spoke to you. God just spoke to you. He speaks to you through prayer. He speaks to you through other people. He speaks to you through circumstances. And He speaks to you through what the Bible calls the still, small voice. And Jesus would say this, My people know my voice. They know the voice of the shepherd. And if you are one of his followers, then you recognize his voice. This is a powerful, strong text that I'm reading today from Jeremiah 6, beginning at verse 10. To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed so they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. Was there ever a time in your life when the word of God was offensive to you? Sure. If you came to Christ as an adult, I guarantee you, you found the Bible offensive. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. They find no pleasure in it. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen, and they will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. 
Well, have you ever cried out to God and wondered if he heard you at all? Sure, that has happened to all of us. This is about God not only listening to us, but us listening to the Lord. It's a two-way conversation, believe it or not. I'm going to tell you today a story about a man who said he had to believe in God in order to hate him. What a statement. He had to believe in God in order to hate him. Crossope.org. Crossope.org. The God who listens to you wants you to listen to him. I've told you this story before, but the last time, and it's been a long time now since we've been in Germany to visit the grandkids, I would take Anna, the youngest, five years old at the time, to kindergarten every day. I would walk her to school. And I was so proud of the fact that I could speak a little bit of German. So I was speaking German to all the parents as I would come in, you know, good morning. How are you? And finally, after the fifth day, Anna says, you know, Papa, you don't need to try to speak German to these people. I speak German, she said. I can speak to them in German if, if we need to. You speak English. You talk English to them, and I'll speak German to them. And, of course, I hung my head in shame in embarrassment when she said that. But there was a lesson for there. I'm always looking for lessons. And here was the lesson. You know, the Lord tells us, you speak to people, let me speak to you. You talk to people, let me talk to you. I'm convinced that listening to God, listen, this may be an important thing for somebody today, is a lifestyle. Listening to God is a lifestyle. Different people describe, well, my lifestyle is this, and they go into their recreational stuff and the hobbies they have, and what they read, and what they do, or other things, moral choices they made. That's my lifestyle. I want to suggest to you that you and I need to develop a lifestyle of listening to the Lord God Almighty. Let me say that again. You and I need to develop a lifestyle of listening to the Lord God Almighty. Verse 10, let's bring it up. To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? This is God speaking. Their ears are closed so they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. They find no pleasure in it. I'm going to let you in on a little secret about listening. You listen to what you want to hear. And you tune out what you don't want to hear. Now, I amaze myself at the brilliant things I come up with, but that's simple. That's true. You listen, and so do I, to the things and the people we want to listen to. We listen to what we want to hear, and we don't listen to those we don't want to hear. Dr. Alicia Connell is from Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania, and she said this, I believe listening is powerful medicine. That's interesting. Listening is powerful medicine. She said, studies have shown it takes a physician about 18 seconds to interrupt a patient after he or she begins talking. They've done studies, and the average doctor will listen to you or me talk for 18 seconds and say, okay, I'm done. Let me ask you some questions. Let me talk to you about something else. And I'm, I'm uh, exaggerating to make a point. But she talks about going to see a patient where she was working, and she said, I leaned on the bed and looked down at this woman. Your sugar and blood pressure were high, but they're better today. The nurse mentioned you're anxious to see your son who's visiting today. 
And then the patient surprised the doctor by saying, sit down. This is my story, not yours. I thought that was pretty brazen and pretty bold and, and, and maybe a little offensive, but that's what she said. Sit down. This is my story, not your story. And I wonder when we complain to the Lord about this and that and all the things, I wonder if the Lord ever wants to say, sit down. This is my story about what I'm doing in your life and in your world and in your family, not yours. And I, I don't know if the Lord thinks that way or approaches conversations that way, but I wondered about that. When's the last time you listened to the Lord? Are your ears closed, like Jeremiah said, so they cannot hear? I've noticed something. When you develop listening skills with anybody, you develop an, a recognition of voices. Some of you listen to your children, just like the, the mothers do with the newborn babies. You recognize their voice. And so you've trained yourself, being self-taught, to hear a voice and recognizing it. Can you do that with the Lord God Almighty? Is it possible that you could hear the Lord speak to you through His Word and you read a passage of Scripture about personal choices and personal morality and personal behavior, and you say, God is speaking to me today? You know what? He will. He will. He will. What does it mean the Word of the Lord is offensive to them? They find no pleasure in it. Some people are so offended by the Word of God that they won't even listen to anything. You're not going to quote the Bible to me, are you? You ever had a conversation like that? I have. Don't quote Scripture at me. I'm not into that. You may be into that, but I'm not into that at all. Susan Casio was a hospital chaplain. Christian, obviously, and from some of the things she said, discerning God's voice is not so hard when I take time to listen closely and I decide to listen closely. I'm convinced that you will hear what I said earlier, what you want to hear. Has anyone ever accused you? You only hear what you want to hear. You only listen to that which is affirmative to you. But if it's critical at all, you won't listen to it. They find no pleasure in it. I want to talk about verse 14. Can you jump to that? I'm going to tell you a powerful story about that. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. When I was a youth minister in Florence, Kentucky, one summer I lived with the minister and his wife. One day they left, on like on a Monday morning for Oklahoma for vacation. So I had the place to myself, fixed my own TV dinner. It was really great. It's just really great to have my own dinner there. Knock at the door. And a woman was screaming from across the street. She said... Hanks just shot himself in the chest. Where's Wally, the minister? And I said, he's not here. He's on his way to Oklahoma. And then she pointed at me and said, you come. And so I didn't know what I was doing. I was 19 years old. I threw on some shoes, ran over to the house, and I saw that the man had shot himself in the chest after an argument with his wife. 
Nobody was there, no life squad, no police, nobody. And all I knew to do was to take a washcloth, clean washcloth, and fold it over four or five times and put it over the bullet wound and hold it on his chest. And I told the lady who got me, I said, call the squad, call the life squad. And she did. And I just stopped the bleeding while waiting on the life squad to get there. And you say, did it help? It kept him alive, perhaps, but I didn't give him what he needed. He needed surgery. And that's what Jeremiah is saying. They dress the wound of my people as though it's not serious. I was dressing, addressing and dressing the wound, but he needed surgery. Well, I want to suggest that listening to the Lord is a form of spiritual surgery. That's crosshope.org. We'll tell you a powerful story about death and about listening to the Lord. You know, sometimes a song, we just heard David sing, sometimes a song can speak to you and you can get a word from the Lord. How many of you have heard the song, kind of a what I would call bluegrass song, sung by Alison Krauss, to Canaan's land, I'm on my way to where the soul of man never dies? You ever heard that? Some of you have. Tim Barnes, an attorney in Clarksville, Tennessee. Some of you know where that is. Had a brother who was in Vietnam. And he survived. They prayed every day. You know, God bless my brother, protect him. And he came home safely, only to be killed shortly after getting home in a car accident. And Tim Barnes was angry at God. You know, you spared him in Vietnam, and he survived that experience, and he comes home, and he's driving on a two-lane road in Tennessee and is killed in a head-on collision. Isn't that an interesting thing that happened, obviously? Well, I want you to listen to what Tim Barnes said. He said, I started to decide that there was no God, and he said, I changed my mind. He said, I had to believe in God in order to hate him. Now think about that. Some of you didn't hear that. I had to believe in God in order to hate God. And he said, I hated God. I hated God for taking my brother. Now come with me. Tim Barnes is with his son named Fergus. I've never heard of a boy named Fergus, but tells you that I didn't make that up. I couldn't have made up that name, Fergus. But he's in the car with his son after the death of his brother. Allison Krauss is on the radio. To Canaan's land, I'm on my way, where the soul of man never dies. And he and Fergus are listening, not saying a word. Here's another lyric. My darkest night will turn to day, and where the soul of man never dies. He said, my father, who had died two years earlier, 34 years after losing his eldest son, never lost his faith. I suppose he always listened to the words of that song, and believe them. Those words, I'm sure, sustained him even through his darkest night. And then there was the verse that came out of the radio where all is peace and joy and love, and the soul of man never dies. When the song ended, I turned the radio off and just sat in the car with my son, Fergus. After a brief quiet that followed, nobody said a word. Fergus looked at me and said, Dad, I like that song. 
I like that song. And Tim Clark said, Fergus, so do I. So do I. I want to suggest to you that there's a Kodak moment, there's a spiritual moment in your life, in a crisis, in a death, in something that happens in your marriage, something that happens with one of your children. You come that even a song on the radio that lifts up the name of Christ, that lifts up the Word of God, will speak to you, and you turn off the radio, and privately you say, I like that song. That song spoke to me, and it speaks to me. I really believe it's true. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. Well, would it be presumptuous to ask you if you recognize the voice of Christ, if he were speaking in your life through Scripture? through circumstances, through a message on the radio, through a song, whatever the case may be, he does. Crosshope.org. That's one word, crosshope.org. Lubyov is a woman from Russia. I believe she lives in Amherst, New York. She makes this judgment about other people, and we're not supposed to do things like this, I think, in our culture today. But here's what she said. I smiled as I read it. When their life is falling apart, the British face it with a stiff upper lip and a cup of tea. Just give me a cup of tea, and I'll keep a stiff upper lip. The Russians drown their sorrows, and she says this as a Russian, the Russians drown their sorrows in vodka. And the Americans practice denial through antidepressants. And she said, we, speaking of herself, the control freaks, clean. We clean. She said, I was a control freak. I would aim cleaning fluid, she said, at some dirt and say, take that. Like she was fighting an enemy. That's interesting that that was an obsession with her, she said, and she realized that's not where the hope is. This is not a matter about what kind of personality you have or what kind of nationality you are. It's a matter of you listening to the one who's speaking to you. The God who hears you wants you to listen to him. And let me tell you why it's important to make the choice to listen. If you're married, you make a choice to listen to your spouse or you don't. You either tune them out or you tune them in. If you're a parent, you make a decision at some point to listen to your children or not listen to them. If you have a parent, you listen to your parents or you don't. I heard the illustration of passive listening where someone listens to you and they hear half of what you say. You say there's a plumber coming at 3 o'clock and you remember later, well, somebody was coming over at 3, I don't remember who. We just half listen to people. Parents do that with children. Children do that with parents. Spouses do that with spouses. But there comes a time in your life when you have to decide to listen to the Lord. You have to decide to listen to the Lord. Tim Bader is a minister who spoke about listening to the Lord, and I just want to share four things. He says, you listen to God to stay close to Him. You want to stay close to the Lord, just listen to Him. That's how you stay close to the people in your life. You listen to them. 
How do you stay close to a spouse? You listen to her. You listen to him. How do you stay close to your children? You listen to them. You listen to them. It's not a matter of lecturing them. It's listening to them as well. You listen to God to follow his will for your life. You listen to God to follow his will for your life. And you listen to God to capture his ideas. You listen to God to say, God, what are you thinking? Now, I've got this brilliant remark to make about listening to God. When God knows that you're serious about listening to him, you ready for a big secret? He speaks to you. When God knows that you're serious and say, Lord, I'm open to what you want to say to me, and I'm open to what you want to tell me in my life, in our marriage, in our family, in our finances, God says, guess what? I'll talk to you. And it's not something mystical. It's not otherworldly. I'm not talking about hearing voices. I'm talking about hearing the voice. You know, one of the signs of major mental illness is a person who says, I hear voices all the time. I'm not talking to you about hearing voices. I'm talking to you about listening to the God who created you. The God who loves you more than you love yourself. You've been listening to Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. For more information about this ministry or to re-listen to any message heard on this broadcast, go to our website at crosshope.org. Be sure to join us at this same time each weekday or listen at www.crosshope.org. Cross Hope is listener-supported and is produced by Cross Hope Ministries, Incorporated.